Hello, wonderful listener. Wow, 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 wow. I am so happy to be here with you today and sharing this conversation. Um, If you listened to last week's episode all about the systems that I use in my business, you'll remember that I mentioned task batching as one of the things I really love because when it works, it really, really works. And today I'm taking a big old healthy heaping bite of my own medicine and I'm batching tasks. And it is tasty medicine indeed, let me tell you. Um, Kind of like the time before last episode, if you're a regular here, today is a day where I had a plan, a big plan, and it fell through. So I have like a lot of found time. And with said found time, I have many, many, many options as I sort of have a little bit of a full plate with clients at the moment. So I asked myself, okay, Emily, or self, uh, what would be the most energizing and exciting thing to do today that's simultaneously productive? Now, you see, I actually have to leave my house for once, and as a hermit, that will require motivation and chutzpah. So I didn't want to take on anything draining or tiring or overly analytical. And so here I am working on podcast intros and emails and batching, batching, batching away, and it is as exciting as possibly could be, as you could probably hear in my voice. It's, I'm having the time of my life over here. Speaking of exciting and also tasty and enjoying delicious medicine, I just ate two chocolate-covered coconut almonds before hitting record, and those were a true delight. My husband brought them home as a treat yesterday, and boy, oh boy, it had been a while since I had had such a decadent treat. Highly recommend. Um, Honestly, it is the little things in life, truly. Today's episode is also about the little things, the little things called systems that are actually quite big things when it comes to our peace, our productivity, and the ease that we have in our businesses. My guest, Lisa Zaratni, has actually been on the She Built This podcast before, and I've been on her show as well, talking about content, systems for content. So I'll be sure that, you know, all the links to her past episode here and my past episode on her show will be in the show notes. So you can batch or binge listen to more Lisa and more me talking to each other after this one if you want. Okay, I have had some pretty big epiphanies lately on simplifying and overall just making my life easier and better. (laughs) And I wanted to bring Lisa on to address a lot of what I see in the entrepreneurial space, being one, we often make things harder than we need to for ourselves. And two, I find that we are often marketed at like a system or a project management tool or a course or whatever the thing is, is going to fix all your problems if you can just get the right system. So I said to myself, I think I need to bring my friend Lisa on to address some of these issues. Um, And rewinding real quick, and then I'll introduce Lisa officially. If this is your first time joining me here, welcome. For those of you who don't know, my name is Emily Aborn. I am the owner and founder of She Built This, which is a free women's entrepreneurship community that meets online and in person to create meaningful connections and help one another grow our businesses. I'm also a content writer, and of course, I'm the host of this podcast. And here you get an inspiring mix I think it's inspiring, of stories from women entrepreneurs and the people in their life who support them. 
You also get marketing and writing tips you can use right away, education, and of course, lots of sidebars about me eating chocolate-covered coconut almonds. If you like today's podcast episode, I invite you to make yourself cozy and stay. Like, subscribe, follow. You probably know what to do better than I do. And I also really love and appreciate your reviews on Apple podcast. So keep them coming because reviews help me help you by bringing on great guests and also knowing of what what you love so I can do more of that. Next week to wrap up this month, which has been all about systems, I have a true treat for you. Um, I have Daniel C., author of Space Maker and Raising Tech Healthy Humans coming on my show to talk all about making space, disconnecting from our digital devices, and how to foster real community and more meaning in your relationships and your life. So make sure you cue that bad Larry up next week because you don't want to miss that one either. Without further ado, as I often say, today I bring you my pal and fellow podcaster, Lisa Zarotny, who is the founder of Positively Productive Systems, host of the Positively Living podcast, and a productivity and organizing coach certified in time and stress management. She uses simplicity, self-awareness, and systems, lots of S's and P's in here, to help multi-passionate, there we go with another P, creatives boost productivity, balance business and family, and avoid burnout. When Lisa's not sharing the wonders of decluttering and habits, she's playing music, drinking iced coffee, and watching movies with her husband and kiddos, or reading while trapped under a cat, who you will learn the name of at the end of the show. Um, And real quick, before we get into our conversation, I just wanted to share Lisa's advice with you, which is not to be tricked by the sound of the word system. She sees a lot of clients who conflate it with thinking system equal platform and thinking that a good system must be a complicated system. That is not true. We're going to bust that myth today. And Lisa's really going to encourage you to reframe what your perception is because a system can be as simple as a couple of steps that you take repeatedly that help you stay consistent. And she also wants to encourage us to open up our brains to be present to the task at hand instead of trying to struggle to figure out what is next to do. You are loving Lisa already, aren't you? I knew it. Um, okay, from the bottom of my heart, I, I do truly hope you enjoy this episode and this conversation as much as I did. Welcome to the She Built This podcast, where we are sharing the stories of professionals and entrepreneurs who are on a mission to create the new norm by following their dreams and making them a reality. I'm your host, Emily Aborn, and together we are inspiring, growing, and giving you the tools you need to bring ideas to life so you can build whatever this means for you. Lisa, welcome to the She Built This podcast. Emily, I am delighted to be here. I found in listening to some of my episodes back that I always say the same thing when I'm introducing guests. I was like, I need to mix it up a little bit because everybody is their own unique little snowflake and they don't all deserve the same introduction. So that was yours. (laughs) I love it. I love it. And I want everyone to do that for me from now on. So you've you've started a trend. (laughs) Put in the request. Um, All right. Since we, so some of our listeners have heard you before. And I kind of want to start with like, since the last time I had you on my show, which I think was about a year, year and a half ago, um, 
where are you now with your business? Like, what have you refined a little bit? How has what you offer different? Or maybe it's exactly the same and things are just going peachy keen. <laughs> I'm always refining and I think you know that about me, but I mean, that that's part of growth and that's part of something that you and I have definitely talked about and are both focused on, which is reflecting, right? And that's what you help everyone do. And I spend a lot of time reflecting where I am, but I think part of that is also appreciating what works. So I guess what I would say what works is the positive psychology approach to things that I've had forever totally works, but I've leaned into it more. And I think by studying and getting my certification in positive psychology, I've come to realize or like reverse engineer what it is that I was doing in the first place and why I was always leaning toward that. So that's kind of a stayed the same, but I understand it better. Uh, piece of the puzzle. There's also the elements of just, can we keep it simple? Stop overcomplicating it. It, you know, complicated doesn't mean like successful. Yeah. That there's more value. Really. It's the opposite. The simpler we can keep it, that's definitely stayed the same. I would say that I've leaned more into an understanding of my people and it's not just those who balance, you know, business and family and and juggle many things, but it's those who love the many things, my multi-passionates. And so I've grown into a better understanding of my people and what they need and what they're about and the, the big pitfalls and really just, you know, carving out that part of productivity because to me, that's where the gap is. Lots of people love to tell you about being productive and I'm using air quotes in a big way. And I've always been about the, mm, but is that really, <laughs> you know, let's question it and and let's take a different approach. And now I'm, I'm really understanding why that different approach is so important for, for my multi-passionates. So I'm hoping that maybe in this conversation, you'll weave a little bit of what positive psychology means and looks like and how you bring it in. Cause I have a super curiosity around what that even is. Um, and I also want us to be sure to get into systems, tools, and automation. Mm -hmm. So maybe the two are going to intertwine. Um, and I think we often, like when I think of systems, tools, and automations, I do not have positive thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, so we need the positive psychology here all the more. Yes. Exactly. So, I mean, for, for me specifically, it just feels like a big headache. Um, and it feels like giving up a little bit of control, but I'm mm. curious to hear why you think that, or, you know, what do you see as people having resistance to some of these things? Okay. So for starters, this, the whole concept, right. Of like systems, it sounds so scary, doesn't it? Sounds it sounds really scary. <laughs> it does. So how about we break it down and understand that it's really not that scary. It's like when you're going through the house in the dark and you're like, what was that? And you're like, oh, my blender is casting a shadow on the wall. You know what I mean? And like, it's such a random like example, but, but seriously, we, oh, our minds love to make things to make things bigger than they really are. So let's break it down first with defining system. And if you look at the definition, there's two great ones. One is a set of things working together as parts of a mechanism or interconnecting network. Okay, it's a little technical, but not bad. And then my favorite, a set of principles or procedures. 
according to which something's done. It's an organized framework or method. Oh, now you're speaking my language. Right? That's what I thought. Yes, an organized framework or method. So here's the coolest part. You're going to be like, we're talking systems today. I need systems. Oh, wait, I have them already. Okay, I just need to lean into what I have already. And that's really what I want to pour into you today is that you probably have stuff in place, a little bit of tweaking, a little adjustment, and a little reframe in terms of how you approach them and what they really are and what they do for you. It's going to, you know, change the game. Okay. So I guess where do you start with that? Like, where do you look at what you have and what's working? Um, because I think when we think of it, right, we think of tools and tech mm-hmm. and like, mm-hmm. do I do this manually or do I automate? So like, I'm like, let's say I'm a million miles up right now. Where am I starting <laughs> before I dive in? Okay. So one of the things that you and I talk a lot about, and I know this is this is an important part of this discussion today is, you know, what are you trying to accomplish here? What's your intention with what you're doing? You know, what's your vision and your direction, your goals ultimately, right? So understanding that, it's like, are you trying to juggle multiple businesses or are you trying to make sure that you have a balance between the work that you're doing and family time spent? Or are you trying to, you know, hold everything in place while doing a new big project, like writing a book, you know, where are you? So, I mean, that's ultimately the first step is what are you trying to do here? And, and some of it, I guess, would also be like, well, what doesn't feel like it's working? If you're like, oh, I'm just working so hard and I'm constantly going, 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 but what do I have to show for it? That's where you're caught in the busy trap, right? So just being aware of that for starters and then thinking in terms of like you said, you know, coming from a high level here, I'm going to borrow from a podcast episode that I did on my podcast where I talk about three of the most important systems to get you organized, to organize your life. So maybe start with these three and think about what you have already or where it could maybe be adjusted. And that would be your calendar, task management, and information management. Oh, okay. Let's let's speak to each of these individually because I love where you're going with this. Okay. So with the calendar, I mean, just like you think, it's telling you where you have to be, what you have to be doing when. (laughs) That's a, it's a when thing, right? And it ties in beautifully to giving you a a visual construct of not only when you have to be someplace, but where you have to be. Uh, And it's a way in which you can then set your timers, set your notifications, which can be, again, part of a system. For me, I mean, I can promise you that I had like at least two alarms to remind me that I get to talk with Emily today. We get to record a podcast. <laughs> and also I had a reminder set for me to double check what we were talking about and make sure that I come in with the intention to pour into you today and leave you with, you know, some simple ideas and, and hope and the positivity that you can do this system thing. It's, it's not what you think it is. So I'm glad, I'm glad you talked about that because so often what I see is people see something in their calendar. Like I just had a half an hour meeting with somebody and I just met her for the first time. And what I think we don't plan for, we don't 
realize is that then there's like follow-up, right? Like I've now given myself three new tasks from our conversation that I need to follow up with her on. So I think that's a, an area to speak to Mm -hmm. because like you said, like being on a podcast isn't just, Oh, I plunked down in a seat and turn my mic on and boom, I'm off to the races. There's preparation in there and it might take you 10 minutes. It might take you an hour depending on what kind of person you are. So I think that all goes into how you plan your calendar. Absolutely. And so that actually leans into task management because again, these may be different categories, but there's so much overlap. One of my love languages is Venn diagrams. So imagine if you will, these are each circles, but there's a whole lot of overlap going on. So with task management, so not only you have your tasks, right, what you need to do, and you want to find a way to be clear about what you need to do, when you need to do it, or when you know that you need to do it, then you can find the information you need. That gets into information management, but hang on, let's not get ahead of ourselves. The thing that you're talking about with like, well, how much time do you need to prepare for something? And, you know, what about follow-up and all that? Sometimes those can be separate tasks. Sometimes you can consider that a full task. Like, for example, when I'm working with a client, there's maybe, you know, 10 to 15 minutes. I like to create that buffer time before. I'm not going to have something just before so that I can get out my, you know, Google Doc where we keep track of what we're doing because I give you these lovely simple to-do lists when we work together and it's right in a Google Doc where we can both access it. I pull all that up. I double check notes. Where do we stand? And then I get ready to go. We have our session together. But you see, A client session or what I consider that task of a client session is not, oh, I'm meeting with Emily, we're going to work together, and then I leave. No, the session itself, that task, it includes that setup before, double checking and reviewing, and then writing up the notes, capturing, putting things in the files where they need to be, and sending you the link to the Google Doc. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and that might look different for everybody. So yes. let me just give you another example of how somebody could do that. And you can say, Emily, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> or you can say that's great. But like I do that at the end. If I have a day of calls, um, I which I schedule all in one day if I can help it, um, I will type all those notes up and go through my list of action items at the end of the day. So, so that's my time to do exactly what you're talking about. So that I can just go boom, 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 boom. (laughs) Right. So here's a great way to tell if this is a good idea or not. Does it work for you? Oh, yeah. It's a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) See, we really are simplifying things today. Right. And that's the thing. So the way that I do that with the client calls is I don't want to let too much time go by, Mm -hmm. but it depends. It depends on the kind of call. It depends on your, your recollection, you know, like how your mind works. It depends on how much you like to batch something. I have clients who, who juggle a lot of things and sometimes the idea of batching altogether feels like anxiety inducing. So it's really knowing yourself and then finding a way. But to your point, when it comes to a task, it's like either it needs to be built in (laughs) to that task, if you will, like I said, you know, client session, or it needs to be its own task where you're like, okay, I do all the notes and the follow-up to those calls. That's a separate end of day, close out the day kind of task. 
Okay. And then how, like, what would you define information management as? Okay. So I make the distinction of information management because I think sometimes we we collect it all together and it becomes garbled, right? So it's, you've got your calendar management seems pretty straightforward. You have your appointments and things like that. And sometimes that feels so much more tangible. Then you have the tasks that's maybe a little less tangible, but we talked about some details that you want to consider. Well, then what about in the meantime, while you are trying to go to appointments and you have your tasks and your to-dos, you love to learn, you're trying to figure new things out, you have all this information that's sometimes coming at you, not to mention the stuff that you're going out and searching. This podcast is a great example, right? You're listening to this episode and you're like, oh, okay, I like that idea. I want to come back to that. You might say, okay, I'll remember that. But um, it... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he's... Star Wars fans out there. I wish I had my husband to do the voice, Admiral Akbar. It's a trap. You know what I mean? It's a trap. You're not going to remember that. Or if you're trying to remember that, then your mind is filled with this information and it's distracting you from being fully present to do the other things you need to do. My brain is more like the Matrix guy that like flashes the light in front of someone's face. Like I'm like, and that's gone. <laughs> Oops, that's Men in Black, not the Matrix. <laughs> So, so I definitely understand the value of information management. Right. So really all information management is in this case, or all the system would be is, where's a safe place for you to keep it? But there's one step further, and this is a concept in, in organization that I think we sort of forget about, is we like the idea of organization and that, oh, you know, things are properly put away, it's clean, it's neat, you know, for example, uh, people love to have a clean kitchen counter, things like that. But true organization is really about how quickly can you access what you need when you need it. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like every, it's everything, everything's in its place, everything has. Uh, has a place, however that phrase goes, and I can find it when I need it. Right. And then also quickly put it back would be nice too. But in this case with information management, all of the stuff you're collecting, all these ideas, uh, links, things like that. I, oh my gosh, I'm going to tell you right now, confession time. <laughs> tales, true tales. Come in, come in, come in closer, dear listener. <laughs> yes, exactly. Confession time. You know when they have the memes where it's like my life is like thirty tabs open and I don't know where the music's coming from. That can be me if I'm not careful, because <laughs> I get down these rabbit holes of research that I love, and I'm like, ooh, what's this? What's this? And it's very exciting. Hello, multi-passionate life. But then it's like, oh boy, that's a lot. So. A system that I have in place when I'm doing research is to create a dedicated Google Doc about this particular research that I'm mm. doing. Some people like Evernote, other things like that. For me, I just happen to live in Google Docs a lot, so I just use that, which is a tip, by the way, just so let's shine a light right there. When you walk away today, where are you spending most of your time anyhow? That's where you can really lean into these systems. So for me, Google Docs, I create one dedicated to this research that I'm doing, I happen to have a folder for this. And then I find these websites and things like that. Yes, I know some people can do this thing where they like favorite it and they have these wonderful folders. I'm not going to do that. 
I'm just not. I don't go back to the favorites. I don't, God only knows what's in my favorites. <laughs> but I will take the links that I'm interested in and I will copy them, pop them right into Google Docs because yay, links work and you can link all over the place. And then I can even take the link to that Google Doc and pop it into a calendar of it event that I've created for myself to say, hey, this Friday, go review those. So that's a system. I love this. And I love the reminder that it can be as simple as Google Docs. Like, I mean, my confession is that is my organizational system. And this is very similar to the process I use when I'm researching for clients. So Mm -hmm. I do a lot of like competitive research and I will put that as well as all of my, like what I love about the Google Doc thing is you can just dump it all. You can dump pictures, ideas, links, like cut and paste things, you know, Mm -hmm. like just get it all in there, messy, 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 and then organize it when you're ready to go through it with a fine tooth comb or create it into something or put it into action. So I love that suggestion. I think it's brilliant. Yeah. And what you were saying about the messy, messy is such a good thing because whatever you're doing in terms of a system, you want it to be easy. Yeah. You know, uh, I I saw it from day one when I was working as a professional organizer and, you know, we would do like uh, file management, right? And you'd have, it was paper files, now it's digital files, it's the same thing. You get very excited about labeling all these files and I'm going to have this kind of insurance here and I'm going to have, you know, something else there, you know, home updates and, and, you know, construction projects and things like that. And you'd have all these separate files because it seems so neat and exciting and they have labels out there and they're making all these suggestions. And it's like, are you really going to spend that time filing this one piece of paper in that one file? Or now it'd be like this document in that? No, really, how much time do we feel like we have? We're trying to simplify, have one document or one folder or one, you know, platform where you can just dump and then make sense of it. Okay. I do. I think on that topic, before I ask you my next question, um, Mm -hmm. I'm notorious for asking two questions in one. So I'm going to keep it. Love that about you. I'm going to keep it to one. (laughs) Um, For people that do feel like they have digital clutter, let's Mm -hmm. say, uh, what do you usually recommend as like the first steps for that? Like photos is where I think I see, I mean, photos and docs, right? Yeah, I it's it's both for sure. Uh, photos is is an easy and uh, very common, highly ubiquitous example, right? Okay, so with that in mind, just like if you were working on decluttering a physical space, one of the things you want to do is pull everything out, gather it, and put like with like. And so that's really what you want to do is think about like, do I have it in different folders and stuff like that, Uh, downloads folders and uh, different folders in like Google Drives and things like that, because it's probably spread out. So you want to pull it all together and you do want to dump it into like one big container or like you'd have in a room or you would have a bunch of like, you know, big organizing bins and you'd pull it all together so that you can sort through it with the big picture in mind. And same thing with uh, your inbox, right? If your email uh, inbox is like overflowing, you want to pull things together. If you want to sort through it, pull it together into like a big folder or 
at the very least, you know, start to separate it out into bigger categories. That's a good first step because the overwhelm in terms of like, okay, what do I do with this? What do I do with that? There's a lot of decisions that happen when you're decluttering and decision fatigue is a very real thing. So make your first decision easy, which is, oh, those are all the photos. They go into that folder for now. And, oh, those are all promotional emails. I can toss those over here. And a lot of email systems like Gmail actually sort of start that organizing process for you, but you may have to keep tweaking. So that would be step one. Okay. I love that. Um, okay. And then I, w- I, and I'll tell you step two, just because you'd be like, no, no, just leave me with step one. Then go for low hanging fruit. And what I mean by that is with photos, for example, once you have them all together, now you're sorting through them and you can sort like by date or, you know, by topic or whatever, and just look for the duplicates, look for the stuff where you're like, why do I have three versions of this same PDF in here? What, what, you know, like I find when I do Instagram and I have photos or I have something saved and then I save it and then it saves it. I don't know what's happening there. I don't, I don't pretend. I just know that I have duplicates. Dupli- that's easy for me to say duplicates and just delete that. So that's like step one and two and they're really easy steps, but you know what? They're going to get you a really long way to your goal, surprisingly. And I think that, um, you know, some people use their photos as reminders. So like they'll screenshot something and that's like, okay, I have a screenshot. That's my reminder. If you do that and you know who you are, go through those. You have to go through the photos to get the action step to the reminder, you know, and then delete the photo. It doesn't need to stay a screenshot in your photos uh, on your phone for the rest of your life. (laughs) You can delete. Yes, exactly. You're allowed to delete. (laughs) Um, Okay. So when it comes to, let's just like get a little, we'll dip even more granular. So when we're talking about tools and tech and like project management softwares and information management softwares, where do you kind of get people started when they, when they're trying to decide, well, do I keep this kind of like manual? Do I automate it? Maybe, maybe automation and project management is not maybe they don't intersect. See, I don't, I don't do project management. So <laughs> well, I think, you know, it's, it's going to come down to how much are you tracking here? Because there are a lot of uh, suggestions out there in the productivity world, especially where it's like only, you know, I don't know, they make up words now. I'm like, is calendarize a word? Well, apparently by, you know, by some standards and they're like, so everything goes on your calendar. And I'm like, Holy moly. I'm not saying that like the majority of my life doesn't go on my calendar, but the everything thing feels like a lot for what I track, what I collect. So -hmm. you kind of have to know where you stand with stuff. But the bottom line, if you take nothing else away from this delightful conversation, it's process over platform. It doesn't matter about the platforms if you know what your process is. And your process, that step-by-step, you know the steps, you can start uh, manually. You can start with a notepad. And then as it becomes more robust, as you find things like repeat steps, repeat steps are like your big clue to what's 
um, necessary to automate or what would be helpful to automate because it's going to start creating more efficiency and saving you time. But it's knowing the process first. When you do that, everything else can fall into place. You can start to try those different platforms and the different kinds of tech. And I also think that it shows you a where it shows you where your holes are, mm-hmm. um, and you don't always end up needing every single step in your current process. So some of those yeah. you might throw out. You know, like I learned that in my mapping out my automation process for client onboarding. Like there were some things I was doing that I'm like, I just don't need to be doing this. So why would I automate something that doesn't need to exist in the first place? Yes, exactly. So that's a classic case of decluttering, right? You don't, there's certain things that you're like, I had that step in there. Why? Because originally when I was taught this or, you know, I had a coach or I was in a group and they said, you have to do, you know, A, B, C, D, and E. And you're like, okay. And then you're like, oh, I like never do C. What was that? Why was that in there? So yeah, you're right. You can take really good inventory of what's going on. And also you may find that you have a set of steps and the most important thing, the big time saver for you is going to be to automate only a portion of it. And that may be something so simple. Case in point with my podcast and, you know, booking the time in acuity, I love that platform. I've considered other platforms, other things to use. And originally I was sending out an email, welcoming my guests, letting them know what's going on. And then I I had it in Gmail, which I love. And there was nothing wrong with that in the beginning. Then I started to schedule it. And I've had templates since day one. If you are rewriting something, have a template. That's a system to have templates ready to go. So you do a copy paste. That's much faster. But then I realized that I needed to automate it further and I was trying to figure out, okay, what are my options? I'm like, well, here are the steps. They book a time and I just need to get them this information so that they know that I'm excited to record with them and here's what they need to know before they show up. Oh, wait a minute. That's built right into Acuity. Why am I not just doing that in the confirmation email that Acuity sends? And that's what I've done and I haven't needed to search for another platform, another technology, because that's more than sufficient. So I love, you know, I just love the concept of having somebody else's brain on helping figure this out, because I think a lot of us do spin our wheels trying to figure Mm -hmm. out like, how do I create the system? And you're right. It's a lot of times sitting down and and mapping out the process. And it's also bringing in someone like you that can say, you know, this is a system I use. Let's see if we can adapt it to work for you. Right. Um, Okay. I want to, uh, this is like kind of getting ahead of the podcast here, but I want to in 2023 start really marrying the concept of content and like different, different ways to inspire people in their content creation through the podcast. Because what I've come to see is that all most women entrepreneurs or most of Mm -hmm. my listeners, we have that in common. Like we all have to create content in some ways. So I see you, Lisa, as somebody that is on it with, (laughs) with consistency, with creative ideas, um, and with frequency, quite honestly, like you show up very regularly with content. 
So I would love to hear how you come up with your content ideas for like social media, your podcast, et cetera. And also like what your system is around making that easier, because I think that's where a lot of people struggle is keeping it consistent with their content. Well, thank you for that. First of all, it's so nice to be acknowledged, you know, because it is work and I, I think it can be frustrating, but it, again, one of the things that, that we love to talk about is going back to your intention, right? Your, your vision, your direction, where you want to go. And a while back, I came up with what is essentially the positively productive mantra, which is do less, live more breathe easier. It's my wish for you. <laughs> it's my goal. It's what I help you do as a coach. And so I use it as this foundational filter for the content that comes in. And of course, my anchor content being my podcast, but then it, it drives everything else. So that's a, that's a step one right there is find your one place, your one social media place that you want to be, your one place that you want to show up with your anchor content, and then let that drive everything else. Then find a way to filter based on who you are and what you're trying to do. What's your mission? Do you have a mission statement? Do you have a, uh, you know, a, a mantra or a phrase. I have to give a shout out to Michelle Mazur, uh, Three Word Rebellion. Her Three Word Rebellion actually inspired me. And then I rebelled against the rebellion a little bit and made it six words, but I'm okay with that. <laughs> and then I used that as my filter. So find your filter, what, what, you know, makes sense. And then from there, I do something I know you love to do, which is I create themes because there are so many potential points of content that match the do less, live more, breathe easier. And so I create themes for like a month that can create an even, you know, smaller scope and, and filter and then play with that from there. So I, I sit down and I think about what could fit in there and who I know and and I have fun with it. I mean, it's, that is the, the simplest description of my system that I can offer. Okay. So it's four steps just to mm -hmm. recap it for people. It's filter, mm -hmm. uh, create your anchor content, which is like, you know, it could be a podcast. It could be a blog. It could be video, mm -hmm. um, utilize themes and have fun. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and let's also bring in like you, another thing I see you really good at. And I think this probably relates to systems too, but yeah. like, I think you, you and I both see the value in repurposing content and all of the many reasons one person might do that is a, to save you time B because not everybody has seen it the first time. I promise, even if mm -hmm. they're following you in all the places, <laughs> they have not seen it the first time. Um, but let's talk about like re your thoughts on repurposing your content, but also like repurposing systems that we already have. Yeah, two words. Do it. Yes, it's like <laughs> don't reinvent the wheel. Or I also like to say too, because we love to explore new things. Or sometimes we're frustrated. You know, we feel disorganized. We feel overwhelmed, and we want to be like, "What's the thing that's going to fix it?" Yeah. And we don't want to be told, "Oh my gosh, it's me. It's I have to figure out what I'm doing, what my purpose is. You know, and does this fit? You know, the, when I talk about the filters and things like that, it's like, does that work? And is it really that simple? No, it can't be. There has to be this fix out there, the thing. And so 
you know, I, I must say on a weekly basis, don't add a learning curve where there doesn't need to be one. It, it's like, uh, don't, and also like, don't look at systems to fix everything that's wrong with mm-hmm. you or that's wrong with your, <laughs> that's wrong with your business because that's right. not their job. You're, you're looking at something that literally cannot perform that task for you to perform that task. That's right. And sometimes like the, the best way to solve overwhelm actually has to do with a reframe and letting go, letting go of expectations, letting go of, you know, obligations that you thought belong to you that don't. I have a, a you know, four-step system for tackling your to-do list. And it sounds tongue-in-cheek when I say step number one is to delete stuff off of it. But it's very true because so many times we have things in place, just like you said, steps in place in our process that didn't belong there, things on the to-do to-do list that don't belong there. And it's the same thing with, you know, content is that we constantly want to be creating new, looking for a solution that's out there look for it inside first. And that's, to me, repurposing. It's like, oh, I already have this. Oh, I already have that written in that other post. And you're right. It hasn't been seen as much as you think it's been seen because you're the one creating it. And it's like, it's like you looking in the mirror every day and then you see someone who hasn't seen you in a month and they're like, oh my gosh, your hair's gotten longer. Or, you know, you look really happy and vibrant or something's changed about you or whatever. And you're like, really? Because I didn't notice it every day. It's the same thing with your content. Use what you already have. And I think that the way, just like go one step further, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna bring you into my rapid roundup. Um, okay. But I think that the way to keep those things as much as possible off your to do list and mm-hmm. off of your calendar as possible. You know, obviously we can't say no to everything, right? Within the, reason, right? But the way to do that is to start by you. You talk about this all the time. Start with the filters in your life. Like mm-hmm. start saying no to the things that don't make it across the filter. <laughs> yeah, that that's energy management. That's finding your joy, knowing what what serves you, what makes sense, what 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 meets, you know, your integrity filters, right? Your values. That's why we start with values. I know people come to me and they're like, "Okay, let's look at my calendar. Let's look at wait, wait, wait." I think that's a really awesome planner. We'll talk about whether that works for you or not, but not yet. First, we're going to talk about what matters to you in your life. Because right. because once again, the best system cannot fix your broken life. <laughs> okay, that, was, oh, that, was that little... needs to be embroidered on a pillow. <laughs> <laughs> that was a little dramatic. Okay. Let's um just like giving everybody one simple baby step, takeaway, action step they can they can start doing today to create better systems in their life and business. Honestly, the first thing you need to do, and we kind of talked about this a little bit and talking about information management and stuff like that, is just to capture it all down because the best systems will come from clarity. So that means writing down all the stuff that has your attention, right? Doing like a mind sweep a la David Allen, getting things done. And I I have what I call my focus file in, in my free resources. That worksheet, you know, just five minutes of just writing it all down. And taking stock of what you have and then reviewing. It's This is like baby step 1A, one, 1B. One and then the second part is reviewing. What is your mission? What are your values? What are you, what are you out to do? What When people say, hey, what's your business about? What are you about? What is it really? When you 
get the stuff out of your head and you get clear on who you are and where you want to go, what you want to bring to the world. That's step one. It's a big step. That big step's a doozy, but man, oh man, is it going to make a huge difference in where you go. Lisa, so good and so timely because I feel like this is the time of year when we start reflecting on these things, right? And setting ourselves up for success in in the coming year. So Okay. I know you do this on your show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't mean to copy your name with Rapid Roundup. It just happened. Like I think I just started saying it. So are you ready for my Rapid Roundup? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I always say it's not rapid. Like take your time. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. What was the last thing you Googled on one of your research rabbit holes? Oh, it was um, to see what's out there for uh, multi-passionate life and productivity and specifically, you know, Amazon books and there isn't one. So guess who's going to write one? There you go. Put that in your uh, idea <laughs> information management Oh, pile. it's there already, baby. <laughs> okay. What is your favorite kind of gum? Oh, my favorite kind of gum is Trident. It's kind of a toss-up between the original flavor, which is not too minty, and the cinnamon. So I do alternate. And once again, it's one of those, you made me pick one, but I'm going to give you two. Sorry, not sorry. (laughs) I too am a Trident original, but I also love the Spearmint. It has a very nice bite to it and reminds me of my childhood. Okay. (laughs) Um, Okay. And you have pets. So tell us who, who your pets are and what their names are. Okay. I have two cats, Cosmo and Cleo. Cosmo's a black cat. Cleo is a tuxedo cat. And we would bet money that she is, in fact, the older sister based on the way that she acts. And uh, you can see them featured prominently on my Instagram. (laughs) Which we are going to get to right now. This is a perfect lead in. Um, Tell everybody how they can find and connect with you more online and follow some of that great content that you put out. Thank you for asking. You can find, you know, all the different directions to go to spend time with me on PositivelyProductive.com. You can come over to Instagram and play with me. I am a goofball uh, unapologetically, but that is stress management, so it fits the filter. (laughs) And that's Positively underscore Lisa. And you're listening to a podcast right now, an awesome one that I always have queued up. So could you hop on over to Positively Living and spend time with me there? I would love that too. Perfect. And yes, I think they can. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much, Lisa. This was fabulous and fun as I knew it would be. Uh, Thank you for your time. Oh, Emily, it's always a pleasure to talk to you and thank you for having me. To learn more about She Built This and to join our community and get involved for yourself, visit www.shebuiltthis.org.